This is CliffCentral.com. Here's a powerful thing. I mean, it's got a lot of firepower. If you can figure out a way to wrestle that fear, to push you from behind rather than stand in front of you, that's very powerful. Multiplying leadership, moving society, the millennial way. You don't want to end up going after goals and dreams and neglect yourself. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Tao. take control. Take control of your city. This is the instrument of your liberation. See, old friend, I brought more soldiers than you did. Identify yourself to the world. It's your Feel Good Monday. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Youth Leadership Platform. You are with your host, Bongani Tawu, at Simply Bongani across all social media platforms. Um, engage with us. What are some of the things that you've learned from the platform that um, have helped you a lot in your life? Well, who are some of the guests that you want us to have um, in future? Um, tweet all of these things. Um, Instagram them to us. Um, send them via Facebook if you're on Facebook. Uh, we've even got a, a WhatsApp line, which is 079-748-2090. It's Youth Leadership Platform O'Clock. So as we always do at this time, we bring the people with the best ideas to help you move from where you are to where you need to go as future leaders and as current leaders. And we hold leaders accountable, um, which we hope to do today as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for this, but okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, with today's guest, um, he, he started out with a couple of internet cafes. Um, and with the internet cafes, obviously with people moving into the internet cafes, he realized the need and the gap, um, that was not being filled by his business at that current point in time where people come into the internet cafes, not knowing how to look for a job, what it takes to keep a job. Um, what are some of the principles or how people should behave when they get a job? Um, and so his business started pivoting. And he adapted to the needs of um, his clients. And today he has grown to quite a vast number of um, businesses under the, the, the umbrella, uh, employing quite a number of, of, of people. He's going to tell us all about this. And they're helping thousands of South Africans get jobs, keep jobs as well. And they're help, helping employers alike to know what to do to be able to keep some of these employees because I mean it's a it's a two-way street. Sometimes it's about what you can do as an employee in a company to keep you in that company working and it's sometimes it's about the the employer are the working is the working environment favorable? What is the culture of the business? Um is it accommodative? Um does it go across and and, and accommodate everyone from race to sex to Every different category, 
category that uh, we may find ourselves um, as people identify as even. Without any further ado, let me welcome today's guest on to YLP. Welcome to the show, Jake. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. So it's it's quite a delight to now, with all the ideas that we've shared, to speak more on job retention because I think with the millennials and Generation Z that's coming after the millennials, mm. they job hop like no one's business. Um, never satisfied. Mm. Um, it's always the environment that's never favorable. So from an employer and employee's perspective, I mean, there's a lot of aspects and, and, and things to, to, to look at. And we, we're happy to have you um, to have this conversation about all these different things. But before we do that, we would like to get to know you as a person. So where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? <laughs> um, where did I grow up? I was born in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, um, I grew up in Israel actually. Um, and at the age of um, 20, um, I got to South Africa where I, um, where I went to varsity. Um, yeah. <laughs> My childhood is, is, is long gone, you know? It's disappeared <laughs> in the mists of time. Yeah. And it's quite interesting with the two countries that you come from, the politics and the dynamics of what's what's happening right now, which mm. I guess is a, is a story for another day. We mm. would go on for days on end. Um, for sure. Deliberating <laughs> <laughs> what's happening between the two countries. What are some of, uh, I guess, um, how do they compare? The two countries. Did you spend a lot of time in, 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 in your native country? Well, yeah. I mean, I spent, um, I spent, yeah, a number of years in the States, a um, number of years in Israel, many years here. Probably been here more than, uh, more than anywhere else. Mm. How do the countries compare? Sure. Um, she says a tough question. Um, I think, um, I find there's a lot more opportunities in South Africa, surprisingly. Interesting. Um, I think that's one of the, um, reasons why, why I stuck around. I think when I, um, when you know the stage I was working in New York, and um, and I came here, and I just remember feeling that in New York everything was already done, and <laughs> like you know somehow or the other packages, like millions and millions of people all knowing exactly what they want to do, how they want to do it, and I'm just walking around there, and I, and I hadn't didn't have a clue, you know. <laughs> so, it's just like this the most demoralizing, lonely kind of feeling sure, where, sure, sure. You know, you're just like walking down the street, and just like all these guys, they they just got their briefcases and they got their things, and you're sitting there, and you're like, what am I doing today? Oh, well, I'm having coffee or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but then when you get here, and eventually I was working and doing a, 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 you know a number of things, but like when I came here. It was just the seam lines between, you know, a first world and a third world that kind of sit in this sort of uneasy kind of, you know, alliance mm-hmm. and, and, and this, this, you know, this constant, this need to basically take all these first world services and bring them into the third world and that kind of transition of people that are, you know, always in flux, you know, so it's like sort of, if you look at people here, it's very, you know, they're somewhere in between, they're traveling, they're coming, they're going, you get people from all over Africa here, you get people from, you know, that, that, that come from, um, you know, from very educated backgrounds and people that come from very uneducated backgrounds and, you know, the whole mix comes together. And I think that that kind of thing creates just a lot of opportunities for people mm. that are willing to mm. sort of seize mm. the moment and do it what what was your first venture as soon as you came and settled in south africa um first thing i worked as a waiter um at a at a restaurant and um 
Yeah. This was, was eons ago, yeah? <laughs> this was what? This was about 20 years ago, I suppose. No, less. 18 years ago. Okay. So I worked as a waiter. Um, it's, yeah, I can't remember for how long or whatever it was, but I, I it wasn't, I, th- I think I was, I think I was, uh, I started working at one place as a waiter and just like I, I came in there and, you know, I was waiting for somebody and I was leaning on the counter and, um, you know, the manager there looks at me. He's like, I don't like the way you're standing there. There could only be one boss in this place. Get out. <laughs> you know? So, so, so there were a number of those, a number of those where I didn't last particularly long. Sure. Um, and then there was one place where I lasted for a few months, I suppose. Uh, I worked there. I got some tips from some Russian mob guys, you know. Interesting. <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> then, uh, but my first real job was probably um, in, in South Africa anyway, as I, I was managing a Nando's store. Okay. And, um, what was that like? That was interesting. That was interesting. Um, I've, I've, I've learned a lot. I've, um, I've learned a lot. It was a very sort of fast paced, you know, kind of when I went in there, it was, it was this store that was, um, wasn't functioning very well. Yeah. And, um, I really, you know, sort of got in there. I was very young at the time and it was actually quite strange to sort of be in a position where you're kind of managing a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, a lot of them older than you. And, you know, it's just, so it was a bit, a bit strange. And, um, but, but I got into it and, and really sort of, you know, was able to just learn a lot of things about people. I mean, one of my, one of the important things I learned was, you know, there was these, um, there was these two guys that were like really good, you know, they were like one of my, one of the top guys and, sure. then, you know, I'd walk past them and say, you know, please, can you do this or please, can you do that? And they just wouldn't do it. And, um, and I was getting really frustrated. I was like, well, why aren't you doing it? And then, um, and then I called, I called them in and I said, you know, what's the story? Why aren't you doing this, this thing? And they said, listen, you haven't formally instructed us to do it. You just kind of, you know, waltzed past and said, please Mm. do this. You haven't like, you know, you haven't properly told us this. If you have a meeting and you tell us to do it, for sure we'll do it. So I was like, okay, sounds a bit irritating, but let me try it, you know? <laughs> so, so I had a formal meeting with them and I said, please, you know, guys, from now on, I'd expect you to do this. And it was just this, this revolutionary thing where suddenly they were doing it and it was just like easy, you know? So, um, so, so, so you learn those things, you know, I had, um, I had guys that, um, that, that, um, you know, they would come to work and they were the best guys. And then one day they would come drunk and they, they were like the worst, you know? So, <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but you deal with these kind of dilemmas of saying, okay, you have a person that could really, you know, get your, that could really sort of, you know, get things done for you. And, sure. and it, it's like when you're in restaurants, it's like this strange kind of, um, environment where, all the business happens within one hour. Okay. So in other words, you know, you'll be sitting the whole day and it's pretty chilled and like, you know, but then between eight and nine, you know, you that's know, dinner and sure. wham, you know, sure, sure. So shit hits the fan. Yeah. So the, the, um, you know, so then when you need your people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a person that could really do a great job could make a difference between having, um, a hundred, you know, really happy customers and a hundred really annoyed customers, you know, <laughs> but you get this guy and suddenly he's like coming in. So I learned a lot of things about people and uh, yeah, it was interesting. Hmm. It was very interesting. And then, and then what, what, what was the, the follow-up venture from there? So you leave Nando's as a manager. No, no, no. So I didn't leave Nando's. And I think that's one of the themes that, that, that I try to talk to, um, to young people about is that, um, is that, 
you know, whatever you're doing, even if you're not happy in what you're doing or what you're or, or wherever you are, always try to pivot to transition Interesting. to find okay. something new to do while you're there, sure. as opposed to just saying, "I'm not happy there. Let me leave it," and then let me try to find something else because sure. it's much, much more difficult, um, and and very often. You know, it's, it's, it's not the right thing to do. So practically what happened was I was working at this Nando's and I needed to go to this internet. Um, I need to use something to, to print something or to whatever it was. I can't remember. And I walked past this, um, internet cafe in the back of a hair salon and, um, and, and I wanted to do it and I walk in there and it's closed and I walk in there the next day and it's still closed. And the third day it's still closed. I was like, okay, somebody's wrong here, you know? Let me try to find out what's going on. So I walk in there, I try to find the owner and, um, I think it was some Nigerian lady that owns this little, you know, sort of internet cafe in the back of a hair salon. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, what's the story? Like, why are you always closed? She's like, no, nah, I don't have energy for doing this. It's so annoying and whatever. So I was like, okay, you know, okay, um, won't you be considered you know, selling it to me or, you know, in some way or the other. So, um, she's like, yeah, you know, if you could give me 5,000 Rand or whatever it is, you know, you could take the stuff and run it yourself. Hmm. So I went to a few friends and family begged and pleaded and, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> cheated and whatever else I needed to do to get, to get, to get my five grand. And, um, and I paid it to her. And so I, I got this, this great collection of, I think three old computers, a old printer, a fax machine, and um three tables and chairs and that was the that was the beginning of 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 of, of you know of an internet cafe so sure. i opened it there i remember the first i remember the first day we ran it uh, i made seven rand um the next day um we made 13 so i was quite excited i was like geez look at this you know i double my business every day if you know the story about the story about the um the uh chinese um the guy that invented um chess you know, we got these, these, um, these, uh, these rice. So he went to the king and the king told him, you know, what invented this amazing game, you know, what could be a reward. So he says, listen, all I want is I want you to put one rice, um, grain at the, um, first, um, sort of square of the chess set. Okay. And just double it as you go along. And the king was like, oh, that's, uh, sure. Is that all you want? Mm-hmm. And he started doubling the rice and it became quite a bit. But <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so I was like, okay, so I make it 13 rand. The next day I went down to nine. So I was like, okay, this is not as, you know, easy as I thought. Um, but, but yeah, it started growing, you know, it started growing slowly. And, um, eventually I moved to a better location. And, um, I think that particular internet cafe it, uh, eventually had about 30 computers. And then, um, you know, open another one, then another one, then another one. But, um, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that wasn't, I don't know if I, 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 um, it, it worked particularly well. It was okay. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of grew a little bit, but, um, but yeah, after the World Cup, things really sort of started tanking in the internet side because, um, of cheaper bandwidth and, um, mm-hmm. smartphones and all mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I really started looking at saying, okay, what, what could we do with this? Because just as an internet business alone, I didn't see. It's not going to do as much. It's, it's not, it's not going to go very far. Sure. And that's when I really started um, seeing like as much as the internet in terms of emails and this was going down. Um, but I still saw all these young kids walking around with the brown envelopes and normally those brown envelopes didn't have money in them. They're just heads, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I said, okay, how do we help these guys? And, 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 um, and and yeah, so we tried to uh, finding ways of, of of getting them onto platforms that would help them. Mm. Mm. And and at this point, what was the name of the business? It was called Lulaway Internet Cafe at the time. Oh, okay, so okay. The, and what 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 informed naming the business Lulaway? 
So I can't remember exactly, but I remember that um, I was like trying to find a, a you know a nice name, and I was like, okay, what are we, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to make people's lives easy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, so I said, okay, you know, we are in Africa after all. So how do we <laughs> how do we find a name that's 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 you know that resonates with with um, with the the you know with the guys? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going around. I said, what's a nice way for you? What's a nice word for easy? You mm-hmm. know, what's the sort of you know? And I remember I chatted to a whole bunch of guys. Some of my guys at um, at Nando's at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember. I think the guy was. I actually, remember there was this guy called Godfrey. He was one of the um, one of the waiters there. Um, I haven't thought of him in a few years, but I think he gave me the word. He said mm-hmm. you know, Lula. That that's like means easy. And it's mm-hmm. a nice. It's it's a nice. So I was like, okay, Lula way. It's the easy way, and then mm-hmm. you know, sort of take it from there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in what so in your service range, what 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 were your services at that point in time? Okay, so so as I said, the internet cafe was basically you know normal internet cafe services in terms of internet and printing and um, you know and that kind of stuff, and um, and then basically when I started realizing that okay, there's this need for jobs, so I think our first service was to say that okay, pay us, um, I think it was. 65 rand or 100 rand or whatever and then for that what we will do is we will create for you a professional CV um, and we will register you register you onto um, three um, platforms I think it was like PNET Career Junction and Careers 24 or something like that so that was like the sort of the basic um, the basic service offering I remember I searched for quite a while to find a lady that could sort of you know that has experience in um, in putting together professional CVs so that we could sort of really structure it the correct way and all that kind of a thing and that was like this, the, the, the original service was mm. basically, you know, let's structure a CV for you and put you onto these web platforms. Um, but I think after we had like, you know, 40 or 50 of those guys coming in and basically I started realizing that, listen, if you really want this thing to go somewhere, you're going to have to start having some success stories. Sure. And uh, I didn't have anybody coming back to me and say, yeah, you know, I got registered on Career Junction and – you know, now I've later, got a job. Know, now I've got a job. So, yeah. <laughs> so I started saying, you know, okay, let me, how, how do I get hands on on this thing? How do I really start getting some of these guys employed? And that's when I started phoning around. And I remember I phoned this recruitment agency and I said to them, listen, I've got like a hundred guys and, you know, they're pretty good guys. You know, they want to work. They've got their CVs. I've done all the work for you. Um, don't you have any opportunities that you would like to send them to? And she says to me, oh, I've got thousands of CVs lying around. You know, I don't need something I could do. But you have jobs for my guys, you know. So, so I said, okay. But, but so what does this mean? There's no jobs out there. But then you look around and you walk into a mall and every shop has people working there. And you mm-hmm. walk into, you know, walk into call centers and there's people working all over the place. So, so where are these jobs? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't, didn't see them anywhere. I mean, it just seems like they were all hidden. So, um, so yeah, so I started looking at trying to find some corporates that would, that would, or somewhere. And so I was saying, I, I, I met, um, this one guy, he was the, um, head of HR at, um, at Discam. And I said to him, like, what's the story? Do you guys never hire or, I mean, where are the jobs? He says to me, no, no, come on Monday morning to our offices and I'll show you what happens there. And, um, and, um, and yeah, there there were 500 young ladies mostly um, that were sort of parked out there in the parking lot. And they would bring them in in groups of 30 and put them through some basic assessments and they would take them from there. So I said to the guy, well, you know, surely today's day and age, there's better ways of doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. So listen, I've got four internet cafes, okay. Why don't I convert them into job centers? Um, we'll get guys to come into these places We'll create some kind of a platform where we could present them. What assessments do you have? This assessment, that assessment, it's a math, it's an English. Let me put them onto some kind of a platform. Sure. And 
you know, you could see them and then you already know who you want before you have to get them to travel all the way um, to, to Midran and wait out there in the sun. So um, they agreed to try. Didn't agree to pay. They agreed to try. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it took a long time till the till till anybody paid anything. But um, but I remember at the time. So I got this this um, I got the, the, the my current partner. Um, so he came in, put a little bit of money in, and um, we bought this um, platform, um, an online like jobs platform from okay. uh, Craigslistan actually. Sure. You know, and um, I think it cost a thousand dollars at the time. Um, which was a little bit less than it is actually now, if I remember <laughs> correctly. And, um, and, and yeah, we customize it. And, and, and remember we went to this supposed professional that was supposed to design the website for us. And, um, the guy worked on it for days and then he came back to me and said, no, this is completely impossible. It's not going to no, work. This is, I cannot do it. I was like, okay, well, it looks like we messed this up. Um, but I said, just before I give up, let me sort of, you know, try it myself. Sure. So um, I don't know how to code or anything, but you know, I just like sort of said, okay, you know, let me just, there's some instructions. There's like a, there was like an instruction manual on the thing, you know, so I sort of tried to follow that and, and. It was, I was able able to do something, so I was like, okay. It was the first time I learned never trust a professional. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> what I learned. That. <laughs> sure. So yeah. What are some of the challenges now at this point and at this phase of 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 your business that you faced? I think three major ones, and how did you overcome them? Three major challenges, and how do you overcome them? I think the, the the challenges with businesses are people and people and people. You know? <laughs> How do you overcome them? You, know, you fire them and fire them and fire them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's 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 a lot about people. It's about you know people is is your your greatest asset and your greatest liability. I mean that's that's just um, that's just how it works. You get the right person. And that person could absolutely transform your life, your business, your everything. Get the wrong person and they could do the same thing to the, to the contrary. Um, so there was, yeah, there were a lot of challenges, internal challenges. I think, you know, if you look at most businesses that, um, that, that, um, that don't make it, um, you'll probably find that, that a lot of them, um, you know, it's because of internal challenges, because sure. of their inability to sort of, you know, work out their, their, converging egos and their their various ways of doing it remember i said at a time you know the the they say there's a, a common challenge in businesses where you know people are so busy working you know working at their businesses that that they, they don't have time to work on their businesses mm. i told my partner at one stage i was like you know what we're actually so busy working on our business that there's nobody working in the business <laughs> you know so you know there's like so much strategy going on and so much thinking and how do we do this and what do we do and so, so, so there was really just getting the internal structures in place, the sort of getting it together, um, understanding the models. I mean, the, the, just, just, you know, we say that, that the, the challenge with, with the business is also, you know, the ability to kind of stay the course on the one hand, mm -hmm. but at the end, at the other side, you know, sort of also the ability to kind of, you know, to change. So it's just that balance you need to find between when do you stay your course and when do you say, and you when do you what, change? I need to pivot. Sure. You know, when sure. I, need to, I need to change. So it's, it's just understanding, you know, the, the sort of models. I mean, in South Africa, we've got a major challenge in terms of, um, you know, employers do not want to pay for, um, for entry level recruitment. Mm. You know, so generally speaking, guys feel and possibly rightly, rightly so that, um, that there's a lot of unemployed people out there and they don't really need to pay for, you know, for 
somebody to source them for them. But what that does create is a situation where, you know, for young people, for example, there's a, um, you know, there's, there's no streamlined proper mm. way of going and mm. looking for jobs. Mm. It's just kind of, it's like all over the place. So while a, you know, a white collar, um, worker might just put a CV on PNET or go to a recruitment agency and generally speaking, there'll be some kind of a structured process that will happen. If you're an entry level, you know, guy just finished matric or finished um, varsity or college or whatever. Um, pretty much, you you got to walk the streets. Mm. You got to walk the streets. You got to hustle. You got to. Um, and if you don't you have know, the money for that, it's then you're you in trouble. For that, and even if you do have the money for that, I mean, regardless, I think it's 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 a um, it's 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 a very demoral. I mean, I remember at the time, even when I started, you know, just sending those CVs one after the other after the other, just emailing and just never hearing from anybody. You know, sure. And it's just so there's no there's no like sort of real structured process. So that's one of the things that we've that we've tried to kind of address, um, you know, and find ways of of creating more structured processes and more structured ways for young people to find jobs. But um, one of the challenges is the fact that employers don't really want to pay for that. So that's why we also sort of, you know, dug into to government um, funding in various ways because, you know, they have a major, you know, incentive to um, to assist young people. Um, and surprisingly, they really do try so in, in some cases. So. <laughs> what are three key leadership aspects or principles that – have helped you in this journey? Hey, key leadership aspects that have helped me in the journey. Um, I think believing in people, okay. people's potential, you know, so, so you always need, you need to um, just, just, Give people just just always believe in people. You know, there's 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 what we call self um, fulfilling prophecies. You sure. Know, if you sort of look at a person and um and um and, and and believe that they could make it and sort of give them the opportunity to do it, um, in some cases, not in all cases, <laughs> you know, but in some cases they 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 prove you right. Um, I think you need to be very um, one of the important things I've learned is that that you know you think things are in your head. And you don't articulate them and you just kind of get frustrated. Why do people not, you know, understand it, get it, you know, see it? And then you realize, you know, you never actually said it. So, you know, that was one of the, the, the real important um, lessons I've learned that if you want people to understand what you want and how you want it, you just got to say it. Um, you need to you need to be talking to people all the time. You need to really be explaining to them why you're doing what you're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. You know, sort of really motivating and 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 um and and you know trying to get them to understand. Um, confidence is mm -hmm. an important one. You sort of you know you get to a stage where you kind of know what you you, you know what you want, mm -hmm. but um you know you need that confidence to say you know what I know what I want and for not saying I'm. You know, I know everything everywhere, but in this particular space, in this particular time, I'm very clear about the fact that this is what needs to happen. Sure. And, and, and you need to be able to stand there and say it to people and not sort of say, you know what, uh, it's, it's that, it's that sort of balance between arrogance and confidence. Sure, sure. You know, and, and it's a very difficult balance to Fine find. How, as you, well. how do you, how do you sort of, you know, I know what needs to happen here, but, but I'm not a know it all, but in this case, <laughs> I know. Yes, you know? yes, so, yes, yeah. yes. What what is one um, entrepreneurship lesson that has remained consistent that you've been learning this entire time and you feel any entrepreneur that wants to start and run a successful business needs to know? I think the most important thing is that you've got to do things. I think the 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 uh, sounds simple. You know? <laughs> Obviously, if you don't do it, it ain't gonna happen. Sure. 
but but at the same time it's also you know a lot of people um uh, don't do the i've seen so many times i mean when we started you know we 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 had this um business plan competition and kind of we won it and another company won it and 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 um i think we won the second prize and they won the first prize and then but but we got we got down to it and we started working it and um they just kept on planning and planning and and I, I met them a month afterwards and how's your things going no no we're still refining the product and two months later they're still refining the product and a year later they finally refined the product and launched and within a day they're out of business hmm. because they realize it's not working so it, it's it's about sort of doing things and doing small incremental things and as you're doing it you know you kind of pivot and learn how from to, doing fr- it. from doing it and how to do it so sure. if you sit down and I mean, if we, I remember we had this, these originally, you know, we had these guys that wanted to invest some money in, um, in, 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 in what we're doing. And they went through like, I don't know, eight months of due diligence and checking and tearing us apart and asking, you know, for a spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet. Um, and eventually they came back with like a, an offer that was like really, you know, they wanted 50% of the business. And, um, you know, if we didn't, to achieve these targets according to their timeline, they would get the rest of it or whatever. They really weren't giving a and they, and, and for that they would give us a loan. Um, and and it wasn't even and what I know for sure is if we would have taken that offer now, we wouldn't have been in business. And the main reason wasn't because of the it was because the business plan as it was standing at the time was absolute rubbish. <laughs> you know, it was like it was the, the whole revenue model was wrong, the whole, you know, but we kept on going at it and we kept on sort of pivoting and changing and pivoting. I always think the the, the closest example to what, you know, when you're working in a sort of advanced economy, sure. Um you know, it's not sort of okay. So, so if you're working in a place where there's no bread, you'll make bread, you'll make money because you'll sell bread. Of course. But in an advanced economy, generally speaking, the obvious stuff has been done. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you could go in and say, okay, there's uh, so. What you need to do is you need to come up with something that somehow or the other is going to work. Um, and you don't know what's going to work before you start it. Mm. As much as you could think about it and speculate about it, when it comes down to reality, it always changes. So it's almost like throwing some kind of a sponge or a jelly onto the wall hmm. and sort of letting it stick in, you know, fall in between the cracks. Sure, sure. That's, that's, you know, that what, that's what works. So you've got to try things. So it's almost like taking like a Rubik's cube or like a, a, a thing and just sort of clicking it and clicking it and clicking it until it clicks. So the only way to really find out what's going to work in business and what you can do is to do it. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing that I could say. If you're committed and you're serious and you keep on doing things and you know, you apply your mind and, 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 and you're smart and you do it, you'll eventually make it. But you need to be able to, we, you need to be willing to continuously sort of do it, learn, do it, learn, do it, learn, um, and eventually, you know, get there. Hmm. Now <clears throat> you've, 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 Applied a lot of what you're saying to me because knowing where the business is now to, compared to where it started, um, in where our conversation began as well. There's a, there's a lot of other skills. There's a lot of other information that you've acquired over the years. And what I'd like us to get into now is from an employer's perspective, we'll start from there. What, what are some of the things, like aspects that, that any employer needs to look into or look at, um, to ensure that they keep their employees? So I think, like I said, one of the, one of the important things is, is, is talking to people. Okay. You know, just explaining to them what 
the it's like very often I find that that employers or companies are just so you know into doing what they're doing they kind of know everything they've done it a million times before um just to realize that this young person stepping in especially at the entry level position sure knows nothing yeah. you know they just came from the school um and 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 they know nothing about why you're doing what you're doing how you're doing what you're doing never assume that people know things just explain it and talk to them hmm. I find that inductions are so, so important, you know, sure. the ability to, um, you know, when, when, when a guy starts, I just remember that, that at one stage when I was, um, 20, you know, there was this one, um, you know, I, I got this uh, internship, I suppose, or whatever it was, an unpaid internship, you know, okay. to, with this guy. <laughs> and, um, I'm pretty sure that he was a guy that was like that, that by now is quite, um, you know, has a big media company or something. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember his name, but, um, I remember that I walked around with him for one day and, you know, he, at the time he walked me through the SABC building and he had all these, he had access to all these offices, but they were all empty. And then at the time he said he had this contract to do this radio show or whatever it is. And we walked in in the corner. I saw this, these, um, you know, three, kids sitting there and they were kind of reading news from the internet and like reading it out on radio and i just remember i was looking at the whole thing i was like 20 years old i was like jesus i don't know this this just doesn't seem right you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in retrospect he, i believe he probably did have a pretty decent contract in somewhere or the other and he mm-hmm. was improvising as he went along sure. in order to sort of make it happen um but Sort of for me, just starting out, it just seemed very, you know, very, very strange. So there wasn't like some kind of a formal induction, some kind of like, this is what you're doing. This is how you're going to go. And many businesses, they, they take a young person and they just, you start in one day and they just put them in the corner and say, you know, wait for instructions. Um, they don't give them contracts, um, to start with. And listen, the businesses are bit, you know, people are, are busy and I find, but I find so many young people that just leave after a day or two because they go back home and the, their parents say, where's your contract? And they say, and then, um, you know, I didn't get a contract. And it was like, yeah, I told you that that McDonald's is a scam, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, so, so do some kind of, but I, th- I think for businesses, if you want to get good people, sure. Um, do some kind of a formal induction process. It doesn't okay. have to take that long, but talk to them. Explain to them what the vision of the business, how it works, what it is, where you're going to start, sure. what it's about, um, and then you'll get more people to stick around. So never assume people know. Yeah. Hold an induction. That's the first point. What's the second point? Second point with um, with with young people is also talk to them about um, you know. So so what I what I also find is that um, often young people. They don't realize that, you know, you can, um, you can, you can advance. So in other words, they think, you know, I'm earning X amount and that's just that's, what that's I'm going to be earning sure. for the rest sure. of my life. Sure. Um, so point out to them how they can sort of move forward. Point out to them that, um, you know, that, that even if they don't move forward within this company, the experience that they're getting is, is, um, is very important. And I think this is something important to also, you know, throw back on the jobs, on the, the, can, the employee Induction, side or the job, yeah. you know, job seeker side to say that when you're getting a job, it's not just about the money you're earning right now. Hmm. It's about the experience that you're building. It's about the career that you're building. It's about the stuff that you're getting from that. So the, um, so, so from an employer's perspective, it's to basically point those things out, show them how they could move forward, where they, they could go grow. and, um, and how they could grow. I find that's, that's, that's a very important thing to, um, just talk to young people about, um, their opportunities, um, to advance. Hmm. Thirdly, thirdly, 
never promising you something you can't deliver. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're under promise and over deliver. I, th- I think that's that's been that's been one of my um, one of my challenges was you know when when because when I get when I get new people I'm excited you know yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. one of my things is I'm talking to a person I'm looking at their potential I'm sure. saying okay you know wow if this person would do everything right. You know, they would be so awesome. Unfortunately, you have most of the time they don't do anything right. <laughs> you know, they're not so awesome, but I'm looking at their potential and I'm saying, sure. okay, if you could do that. So when I'm talking to them, you, you, you want to motivate them and you say, listen, if you do this, you could go very far. You could be a, a, a you could be anything. Um, you could um, uh, run a division. You could be earning hundreds of thousands of rands. You could, and, and all those things are true in principle. But the problem is that um, I was talking to um, I was talking to our CFO and you know talking about it and uh, and he says to me, "Listen, what happens is you're telling the guy that if he does really really well, he's going to earn X amount." And in your mind, you're thinking he's going to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, then he's going to get business and he's going to blow the lights out and then he's going to earn X amount. In his mind, he's thinking he's going to come into work at eight and he's going to leave at five. And that's going to be so wow. And he's going to be earning that much. So <laughs> the difference between what they think, you know, what, what, what I think is like sort of wow, wow. Um, and what they think is wow is often, you know, sort of very, very. Um, so, so be clear about that as well. Just be so, so. So don't promise. Don't never put numbers. Never say, okay, if you do this, I'll give you so, um, or, or or things like that. Just, mm. just, just say, listen, if you do well, there's where to go. But just be very careful of sort of promising specific things um, without being very, very careful about sort of putting down the expectations. Because what happens then? People develop expectations based on things that you say mm-hmm. and based on things that you've put out there. Mm-hmm. And then when those expectations don't get realized, they get very, very despondent. Sure, sure. Um, and then you could start from a place where the guy is, where the person was doing unbelievably well and actually advancing and working and happy with where they're at. But suddenly because they got this kind of, you know, expectation, which was shattered, they suddenly get very despondent. And that, that's, that's, yeah. What about from now an employee perspective? You've given us three very crucial and key points from an employer's point of view, but from an employee's point of view, if I'm, as a young person, I'm moving into a work environment and I want to have a future in this space, what are the three major things that I need to make sure that, you know what, if I take care of this, then I know I'm, I'm, I'm secured mm. and I can grow as well within the organization. So I'd say the first thing would be, and the same thing I, I said in, in terms of um, entrepreneurs, you know, mm-hmm. which is do first and ask questions later. So <laughs> when I say that, um, you know, don't, if you find people that are, that are going to be like, okay, well, you know, I could do more, but I'm only going to do it if I get guaranteed that if I do it, I'm going to get compensated more mm. um, and, and, and things like that. Mm. And I say, you know what, you're there. Um, if you want to advance, the way to do it is start doing, show the value, show what you could do and how you could do it, and then come back and say, listen, look what I've been doing for the last three months. Mm. You know, I really believe I deserve more. I need to get a bit more. Sure. And give it time also. You know, people, you know, I find that, that, that young people, they come in, they work for two and a half months and they could be doing very well. Mm-hmm. But 
they've only been there for two and a half months. <laughs> and they're like, you know, listen, I've been here for um, 80 days and, you know, that I, I expect that my salary should be doubled. Mm. And you say, no, 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 you've been here for two and a half months. You know, <laughs> let's wait till the end of the year and let's see where that takes you. Sure. Um, so, so a little bit of patience, but, and, and delivering first and then, you know, sort of, uh, and, and, and then worrying about your compensation later. After. So I'm not saying don't worry about compensation, sure. but, do first. I think that that's one of the most important thing. Hmm. Second, second would be just also look at the future. You know, it's not it's not about it's not about the now. You know, I think um, especially we work with entry level, you know, young um, kids, and and the big thing that you need to explain to them is you're not earning a lot right now. I mean, entry level position, um, um, starting salaries nowadays is what three thousand, three and a half. Um, and I say to them, I say, guys. And the guys are saying to me, no, for, for three and a half, you know, I'm, uh, I could only work so many hours. And, and I say, for three, and, if, if, if you thought that all you're going to earn ever in your life is three and a half, then you probably should realign, you know, your life regardless because probably living in the city is not for you. <laughs> um, so, so, but the three and a half is a starting point. Sure. That's where you start. You do that for a year. And then if you're not advancing within your current company, Look for other opportunities within other companies. Sure. But where you're at now is a starting point. That's very important. And maybe we could that transition to the next point, mm-hmm. which would be um, which would be that when you're looking for a new job, mm-hmm. and I think young people certainly after a year or two years, um, if they're not – if they don't feel that they're being fulfilled and they're moving in their current position, they should be looking for new things. But do it while you're working in your current position because don't the first leave thing – Don't leave it completely. Don't just leave and wait at home and, 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 and then – because then you're not going to have the resources to do your job search. Mm. And besides, the first thing any employer is going to ask you is what are you doing now? <laughs> and even if you're working as a waiter, they're going to be like, okay, fine. You know, at least you're sort of, you know, supporting yourself, something. supporting your honor. Sure. You're, you're showing that you're committed. You're showing that you're doing something. I mean, I always tell a story about my sister. She, she, um, came back from, she was overseas and she had a computer programming degree and she came back and, you know, she was sitting at home. And I told her, listen, if you're just sitting at home, you're not going to get anywhere. Find something. So she went out. She started working as a waitress for, um, for, for a few weeks. Um, and one of the customers was uh, owned a computer, um, a, a programming, um, uh, um, company and he offered her a job. Wow. So, and th- that's how these things work. I mean, sure, if you're, if sure, you're out sure. there, if you ain't in it, you can't win it. It's yeah. a simple thing. You've got to be out there talking to people, networking, seeing people, then you'll get things. If you're sitting at home watching TV and saying, no, my life sucks, you know, yeah. I just can't find anything. And then two o'clock in the morning, you send out a few CVs. I mean, I get these WhatsApp messages at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Hey, you know, <laughs> then, like, you know, I need a job. Sure. Okay. You know, <laughs> it can't help you because you sent me a WhatsApp saying I need a job at two o'clock in the morning. Sure. You know, you need to be out there meeting people, seeing things and making things happen. Lastly, three principles that you feel every person looking for a job or every young person to be more specific since this is a youth leadership platform that is looking for a job needs to know, understand and apply in their lives because it's going to make them better suited um, to be in any organization or to earn the trust of any employer. At the risk of repeating myself, I'll say the most <laughs> important thing is you've got to do things, not just think about them. Okay. Um, the second thing is um, if you made a commitment to something, keep it. Sure. You know, so if you said you're going to be somewhere at a particular time, um, you know, you've got to be there at that particular time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and um, the third thing would be just have patience. Sure. You know, people, I find young people today are just so impatient. You know, they, they just find that if they've worked for two months and they haven't, um, you know, gotten the corner office yet, you know, that, that life just sucks and, you know, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> but they're for two months. You know, give it a year, give it two years, you know, sure, see where sure. things happen. So it's so just got to be patient. And that's for any, every, everywhere in life because, you know, things, time heals a lot of wounds, time mm. um, helps with a lot of things, time gives you a lot of skills. Things change. So just to have a bit of patience, do your thing, you know, just keep your head, keep your head down when you need to um, mm. get things done and then value will come and then stuff will come. Hmm. That is Jake from Luluwe. Thank you so much for joining us on the youth leadership platform. How do our listeners um, get a, get a hold of you and, you know, benefit from um, the amazing platform that you have? So yeah, go to our website. It's www.lulaway. That's L-U-L-A-W-A-Y. That's your that's today. Um, we've got a network of job centers where young people can um, can can apply, can um, you know, can book an appointment and go to um, to one of our centers. You could register online on our platform, um, and. To any of the young people that are on our platform or that um, have been registered, when you get messages to go for interviews, please, guys, show up. Mm-hmm. If you don't show up, <laughs> if you don't show up for an interview, please don't complain that you don't have an opportunity. Because, you know, we send out thousands of messages. We send out thousands of people for opportunities. Sure. And a lot of them don't show. It's really important, I think, that people understand that when there's an opportunity, you can't say, sorry, I need to go to Mpumalanga for this weekend, and, you know, <laughs> and I'll come back next weekend. You get another interview, go for it. Right now. Right now. At Simply Bongani across all social media platforms, tweet us, um, ask any questions. Uh, feel free to visit www.lulaway.co.za. That's L-U-L-A-W-A-Y to get yourself a job, man, and, and, and get working. So... That is it for the Youth Leadership Platform this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. Good day and God bless. This is CliffCentral.com.